Hello, Mother Truckers. Today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by our partners at OVOU Smart Card. Now, for those who don't know, it is COVID, and you don't want to be giving out those physical business cards. I mean, you can get various diseases, you can contract stuff that you don't want. So why not have one business card that's able to share that information with a whole bunch of other people? So what OVO Smart Card does is that you can t- get one card, tap it onto the back of a person's phone, then boom, all of your information is uploaded onto that person's phone. It's very quick, seamless, and it gives a good lasting impression. So I've partnered up with them to give my listeners a discount off the card. All you got to do is go to OVOU, that's O-V-O-U dot com, and enter the discount code JOE10, that's J-O-E-10, to get $10 off the card. Link is in the show notes below. Also brought to you by one of our other partners is Bottom Board Leadership Training. Now, this is led by Gordon Newell, IFC leadership coach, veteran. I've talked to this guy on the podcast multiple times, and he is the real deal. He knows what he's doing. I've sat with him multiple times before, and I can personally say that he has a wealth of knowledge that would definitely help you out in your business ventures and even in just your personal life and whatever you need to get through. So I've partnered up with them to give my listeners an opportunity for them to improve themselves. All I got to do is go to bonborn.com and enter the discount code EARNIT, that's E-A-R-N-I-T, to get yourself a free online workshop. Link is in the description below. Once again, that's bonborn.com and enter the discount code E-A-R-N-I-T, EARNIT, to get yourself a free online workshop. All right, man. So it's been a hot minute. Now, for those who don't know, this motherfucker has a media company, man. This guy is making some big works. He's doing some big things. Uh, so I want you to do yourself a Mr. Bautista here. Yeah, my name is Miguel Bautista. I run a video company called Bautista Media, and we're actually rebranding to Vibe Media very, very soon because we are expanding from just video to doing other things, and we're bringing on team members. So it's going to be bigger than just me, but we specialize in videos. We help businesses and brands grow using video. Cool. So, basically, so basically, how did you how did you even get started? Like, like why would like why did you get into video to begin with? Because it seems like from the amount of years that I've known you prior, it seems like this is almost like a left turn type of thing. Yeah, so, it just came. Out, it yeah. seems like it came out of the blue, right? Because yeah. I never. It never seemed like my thing, but I don't know if you remember, like right after high school, I started doing like these little vlogs, spulking with Bautista. Yes. I tried to get on the YouTube game, but um, no, I've always been fascinated with like visuals and I've always had like a crazy imagination. Like I could envision stuff to the point where like growing up, I remember I would always have these ideas in my head. And I couldn't put them to sleep. I couldn't even sleep at night because I had so many ideas. So when I, in high school, I started watching lots of YouTube videos, really loved the content creation and all these six shots they were getting um didn't end up pursuing it until a few years later because i after high school went to personal training did that um got super sick so i had to stop that and then since i couldn't go back to personal training i was like you know what let me just pick up a camera and um just have fun with it um so 
what really got me into video was I was personal training. I was working like 10 hours a day, five to six days a week. Uh, I was living off like monster energy drinks, wasn't eating healthy and my body just hit a wall. My nervous system literally shut down, couldn't walk. My heart rate was going through the roof all the time. I literally had to live with my grandparents and get spoon fed most of the time for eight. Yeah. For like eight, eight months. Like my grandma had to like help. I had to like lean on her to help walk me to the washroom. Um, but for eight months it was just hell. And I would just literally live in my mind because I, I literally didn't think I was getting get better. I was just getting worse and worse. So every day I was just meditating and meditating for hours and hours and just envisioning what I would want my life to be if, if I got better. And then eventually I got better. And then, um, I had to get all those ideas out of my mind. So I started making videos for fun. One opportunity came and another and another started with free projects. Then it was like a $50 and a hundred dollars, 150, 200. And then, yeah, from there it was like, there was a, a crucial moment where I, it could have gone either way. I could have gone back to my old life or really buckled down into this media business. And that's when this guy approached me, he was like, Hey, you want to come to, uh, to San Jose and vlog the whole thing? Just come with us. We're leaving in three weeks. Keep in mind, I just got out of the hospital like a month ago or two months ago. I'm still like learning how to walk again. I'm like, I just got out of the wheelchair retraining my body. Um, but the guy's like, you got to come with us, man. I'll pay for your whole trip. Just come with us. I almost backed out last second. I called the night before. I'm like, I can't do it, man. I can't go and film videos because my body's too messed up. He's like, trust me, man. Like you're, you won't regret this. There's going to okay. be sunshine in San Jose. It'll be a good thing for you. So I went and I was so nervous the whole time. Heart was pounding, just standing up. Um, but yeah, after that trip, I realized I'm like, wow, I just literally went on a free trip to San Jose doing something that I like, I love to do. I can actually make this work. And then from there, that was like all the proof I needed to be like, okay, I'm all in. And then since then I was just literally all in. That's fucking good, man. That's because like, I know a lot of people want to do something very similar to you, but just never got to the chance to do it. Cause yeah. I mean, I've hear, I hear it all the fucking time, dude. It's like, Hey man, like I want to start a podcast. Like you I want to do something. I want to, I want to go on YouTube, you know, fucking get on a YouTube game, but the, it just never happens for a lot of people, yeah. man. I mean, just yeah. get drained, man. Like there's too many options out there and there's that risk to reward, you know, kind of ratio where is it even worth it? And if it is, how many hours am I going to be working in comparison to my job? So there's always those decisions to make, but the one thing I yeah. do respect about you, though, is that you, you said, fuck it, man. Let's go to San Jose. Yeah, Let's fucking start this company, man. I was like, I was like, YOLO. And at the time, it wasn't even a company. Like, I was literally just like, oh, well, this is a, seems like a step above where I've normally been. I mean, a free trip to San Jose. How could I say no to that? I'll do it. The guy talked me into it. And that was probably the best thing that ever happened. Because that proved to me, like, okay, I, I'm not as sick as I thought I was. I can really push myself. And um yeah, that, that was like great proof for me. So yeah, I hear so many people who have literally watched me from the moment I got out of the hospital to building it to where it is today. And they're like, man, how, how the hell did you do that? How the fuck did you get all of these clients or how, how did you build this thing? And it's like so many people overthink stuff. It's like, what's the right thing to do? Should I, before they even make the first dollar, it's like, I got to register my company. I got to trademark this. I got to set up business accounts and that it's like, no, make focus on the main thing, which is like, start creating, start gener generating income and providing a, a 
product or a service to people. And then that's what the main focus should be, not starting a business or something just for the sake of starting a business. And I've seen a lot of people do that. And actually I, I've done that before um, with like a clothing company. I, I literally started that company just because I wanted to start a company. But I also knew that it would teach me lots of lessons. And that taught me a little bit about video, a little bit about graphic design, how to build a website, how to like buy inventory from overseas and all that stuff. So um, yeah, it's really just experimenting, man. Most people don't even take that first step. Like all the conflict will happen in their mind, but they don't actually do anything in the real world. So it's like, bruh, you, you like didn't even try it. You tried it in your mind, but you didn't try it in the real world. But if you try it in your mind, it's just so draining. It literally feels like you're actually doing it. But in reality, you didn't do anything. And I think you're right. A lot of it comes from the overthinking of yeah. even taking the first step. It's like, okay, yeah. I got to do this, this, and this, and this. When you just say, okay, maybe I'll learn as I go along. And it's uncomfortable, but I'm going to take that first step. A lot of ambiguity, yeah. a, lot of, a lot of failures, but you kind of have to learn. That's really, the, in my opinion, the only way you kind of have to learn. Yeah, exactly. And you have to have some kind of curiosity about it. You actually like really genuinely want to be interested in doing it for the, for the purpose of like doing it, not for the purpose of trying to impress people or trying to seem like you're successful and all that stuff. Like I'm sure when you started this podcast, you just, it was something that really interested you. You got to be able to do something where in the beginning you, you won't be making much money. Probably you won't be getting paid you won't, um, there won't be any kind of financial reward, but just mentally and it's like fulfilling for you because you know you're creating content and you're, you're getting value in that way. Yeah, dude, I just, I just did this shit for fucking fun, man. I was, some guy, one of my coworkers, um, old coworkers actually, he, we were talking and he was like, hey man, have you thought about doing a podcast? I'm like, no, but I'll give it a try. So the first episode I did, I recorded it three times because the first time I recorded it on the laptop audio, which is fucking shit. Oh, yeah. Trash. Time I recorded it, it didn't even record. The third oh. time I, I, rec- I had to record the same episode three times. And yeah, yeah, and you, you just learn and you learn and you learn. And as you take yeah. it seriously, I think that's when you can scale your skills, which is obviously what you've done. Yeah. You said you've done projects for free, but oh, now man. you're obviously doing projects for money. So there was a, a point, a learning curve for you. Exactly. Like yeah. a steep learning curve, but I loved it. I remember like, I didn't want to leave my laptop screen. Like I just kept my laptop open like 12 hours a day. Like you'd have to peel me off that thing. Cause I just loved it so much. I'd be watching YouTube videos, all these tutorials, and then I'd try it and apply it. I'd go in and film something, come back to my editing laptop, try to do those effects and be like, wow, that's cool. Let's add that to the toolbox. Let's try to learn something else today. So little by little, you're learning things. Even now, like we were talking earlier, I, I've created over a thousand videos, but I'm literally still learning stuff every day. And I'm in front of my computer, like editing for sometimes 10 hours a day. But for me, it's something that I can do literally all day and I don't mind doing it. Like it's actually fun for me. Cause at the end of the day, there's, there's something tangible that I can see that like all this hard work created this, like I have all these things that I've created stored in the hard drive. And that's like my little treasure chest. I can be proud of. That's good. Yeah. So I want to talk about um, the transition from you doing this full time. Like, did you do this a part time at all? Or were you kind of no. full time off? The yeah. Back? I just went full tilt right in. Yeah. Yeah. As went from like basically hospital, got out of the hospital, 
working on my health. Like I had to track my steps every day because I couldn't go over like a hundred steps when I first got to the hospital. Oh fuck! Then a hundred fifty steps, then two hundred, or else I'd start like throwing up and getting headaches and nauseous. Um, it's a really weird thing I had. Um, but yeah, I'd attract, I'd focus on my health, but I also used content creation as like a getaway from all the, all that stuff. It, it allowed my mind to wander free. And I had all these ideas in my mind after literally meditating for eight months. I just had to get them out of my head. And I did that in the form of video. That was my outlet creating content. That's good. Cause I know a lot of people who kind of struggle to balance a day job with trying to launch something off the ground, which is basically kind of where I am right now because I work during the day. Then at night, I kind of do what I can and create this podcast episode and try to launch some other stuff. So it's it's fucking amazing, man, that you're probably one of the few guys that I know right out of high school that was able to start their own company. Yeah. 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 Thanks, dude. Um, I feel like I was always kind of entrepreneurial. Like I was like the unknown. Yeah. Almost like gives me that adrenaline rush of, you know, going into uncharted territories, but knowing that like you can build some really cool things. Even in high school, I was reading all these books about successful people or like the law of attraction, that kind of stuff. And it's like, if they can build this, these billion dollar, million dollar, hundreds of million dollar companies, I can, I can make like a $10,000 a month company. It's not like I'm working with millions or billions. So I was like, well, these people are human too. I'm human. I just need to figure out what they, these guys know and then try applying that. So it was, it was, dude, it was tough at first though, man. Yeah. Actually, sometimes I forget like how bad I was at business before. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> holy, like, I mean, you remember me selling protein shaker cups in high school, right? Yes. And like supplements. So that was, that was okay. Like that's how, how I got hooked on pre-workout and supplements. Cause I had all these extra supplements I was selling, uh, to you know, the, the football players below us in the younger grades. <laughs> yeah, I get you. And uh, I had all this extra inventory of like pre-workouts. So I'm like, let me take a scoop of that, scoop of that. Um, first year in UBC, I only did one semester there, but I was doing a internship, college works painting. And that internship kicked my fucking ass. <laughs> like literally, it was like life kicked me right in the fucking teeth and it like gave me a rude wake-up call because i knew going into it that was going to be hard and i knew going into it i wanted to challenge myself because i knew it would teach me the skills i need to know to build a business but i knew it would be tough so i would literally every single day after going to i i moved from ubc to personal training school which was like 8 30 to 4 30 when I get home from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. every single day for three months, I was knocking on doors, getting rejected every single day. And for me, I wasn't used to that. I'm used to like winning and like getting yeah. straight A's, being team captain and this and that, selling shit. Dude, I knocked on a thousand doors and closed one deal fuck. in three months. <laughs> Holy and fuck. My commission on that, like I wasn't even supposed to get commission on that because I left there before... I fulfilled a project. They're like, here's 400 bucks for all your hours and stuff. I was like, man. So I calculated it. That whole internship, I got paid like $2 an hour. Wow. For, for like <laughs> all those hours, knocking on doors, getting rejected. And at that point, my self-esteem and ego was at its lowest, lowest point. Because I was like, dude, I can't even sell a paint job to someone. How am I going to run a business? Like, this is actually embarrassing. I'm the worst salesperson ever. 
I can't even talk to people. I can't even like get them to say maybe to me. They're just like, no, get out. So um, I started learning about, I started reading sales books. Like literally I was obsessed every single day when I started personal training, I was role playing with other trainers, like the sales process and closing deals and reading books and nothing was sticking um, until I signed up for this course, which is literally a hundred bucks. But that turned the whole personal training business around. Yeah. So I went from literally the worst trainer in the gym about to get kicked out after three months. Cause they were like, dude, you're not selling anything. We see you working hard. You're booking like 20 appointments a week, but you you haven't closed a single deal in three months. And so I didn't close a deal in the painting and the personal training for six months. I didn't, I closed like one deal. Then, um, I took the course and then I literally went from the worst trainer in the club about to get canned, literally fired to being the top seller within like a year. Wow. Good. For and you. then I maintained that for, and then within a year after that. So within two years, I went from the worst trainer in the company in terms of sales to the top five in the company. And I won a trip to Vegas. And that's because like I put all the hours into study, all that stuff. And then that's kind of how I got sick. Cause I just overworked myself. Yeah. yeah. I mean, see the, the thing I like about your story is that you took a bunch of L's. Oh dude. Dude. Fuck. Man. I Nobody ate looked- those L's. I fucking ate those L's. <laughs> Yeah, but man, like, that's the thing, man. People don't want to hear the guy that's always winning, you know, the kind of guy that's good at everything. They want to hear the average kind of, quote unquote, pun me, the average Joe, you know, kind of eat the L's, kind of go through the L's. Because my own story was that even in university, we actually started a tech company with a bunch of basically a bunch bunch of engineers. Mm -hmm. But after raising some money, four or five months in, I actually got kicked out of my own company, like out of the old startup. Damn. Yeah. So after pitching, putting all the hours, they're like, hey, look, your work's not good enough. Get the fuck out of here. Damn. Yo, so for me, so imagine, you know, say you start up in Miguel Batista Productions, you get some people on, then they kick you out of your own company, right? Yeah. So yeah. for me, that was like, that was an L, that was like one of my biggest L's. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, why did, why did they kick you out? Because they didn't like my work. Apparently they thought I wasn't doing enough, but. The fuck? Yeah. No, it's, it's like a different world. Like if you're working with engineers and there's like a business aspect to it and there's like an, mm. a product development aspect. So having those worlds, worlds connect, it's really hard to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. So ultimately they didn't see the value of my work. So they kind of kicked me out. So for me, I was also in a very similar position where I'm like, I don't think business is cut out for me. I'm, I'm just going to say, fuck it, you know, go into insurance and just go up the ladder that way. Yeah. Yeah. And then so I'll tell you guys that ladder wasn't for me. I don't think it's going to be worth it. It's because I, I see a lot of backstabbing. I just see a lot of politics that come into play and I want to enjoy the daily activities that I do on a single, on, on a daily basis. And I'd, unfortunately, what I do right now isn't fulfilling that. Yeah. So, yeah. But podcasting is pretty fulfilling for you. Oh, right? Fucking absolutely, man. I mean like, cause my thing is I don't want to be restrained by the type of content. Like I could talk about pussy on one end and fucking insult them on one, on one episode, then talk about depression in the military and the other episodes. Yeah. So and yeah. that's what life is, right? Just an algorithm of different things. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. It's funny. You mentioned uh, insurance broker. Actually it's different, but I, I was, I tried becoming a mortgage broker. Oh <laughs> shit. How'd that go? <laughs> uh, I got to chapter eight. So like 50% through the course, I signed up at solder UBC solder yeah. to the mortgage broker after chapter eight. I was like, fuck this, like too many numbers. If I hate this right now, I'm never going to like it. And I can't see myself doing this for another fucking month. So I'm like, I'm done. That's okay. Thousand dollars. Bye-bye down the drain. That's okay. I, at least I can cross that off my list of shit that I, I'm never want to touch. 
I don't ever want to touch that. So it's still, to me, that's like a win. You know? It is, man. And I think this is why people love your stories because you've taken those L's and you've learned from those L's yeah. right, at, at that point, man. And it's just a much more relatable story in that sense. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, no, it's like, it's crazy. I, I just try to focus on the day-to-day. Um, a lot of people that talk to me, they're, the thing that they struggle with it is they get in their own head and they start overthinking like we were talking about earlier, but thinking too far ahead into the future. Like, oh man, what do we got to, we got to be here in a month. We got to be a million dollar company, but it's like, dude, just focus on now, build like a strong foundation or else you're never going to get to that end goal. It's like, I've learned to fall in love with the daily grind of like the inching closer towards that goal versus taking those massive leaps toward that goal. And then crashing and having those roller coasters of emotions so i'm just like steady and plus after going through what i went through with me being sick i literally thought i was going to die um everything right now is like a bonus like if there's you know like what's something bad that happened say like my computer shut down or someone stole my camera it's like yeah it's really shitty but at the end of the day like i'm still i can still walk i can still breathe i can still drive my car and like you know, it is what it is. Everything is just a bonus at this point. So I'm grateful for everything. Now I want to talk about this since you've kind of, you, you've basically learned to appreciate life more because of that accent, right? Yeah. Just a question yeah. for you. Do you ever think about your own death though? I used to a lot, actually. I used to. Actually, you know what? Growing up, even when I was like three or four years old, I used to think about that. I was, and how it happened was we were watching the scary movie Exorcist. Girl was like <laughs> possessed. And she was, and me at like literally four years old, I'm like, wait, if she's possessed, like that means there's angels and demons. And how do demons like form? Oh, they form from like people who died. Oh, that means people died. So that means all of us are going to die one day. That's sad. And I was like a little depressed when I was a kid because I was like, man, we're all going to die someday. And I remember I would have dreams like as if I was old and like dying. I I thought it was really weird. As I grew older, especially like after this experience, I was like, man, we have so much to be grateful for in life. Like, yeah, death is going to come and it will come like in the blink of an eye, like we'll be 80 years old or whatever, but he's got to enjoy the moment, man. Cause I did, I had a lot of spiritual experiences when I was sick as well. Oh yeah. That like, yeah, dude, like I was doing lots of Reiki energy healing and, uh, I'm pretty sure I went to like other dimensions, dude, and I was not on any drugs. <laughs> yeah, see some aliens, man. No, I saw, I saw purple light beings. What the fuck were you, man? <laughs> dude, when you meditate for eight hours a day, you get into another zone, man. I, or I was going fucking crazy, which I think that's also another thing that probably happened. But yeah, you like. I feel like I would have my my dead relatives literally like visiting me at nighttime, telling me it's going to be okay. You're going to make it through this. And then I'm like, what the fuck? Like, this is really weird. And then um, I'd have these weird dreams that like I travel to other places. Like, like I'll travel to my girlfriend's house while in my sleep, but my soul would travel there. And I'll be like, no, this is creepy. So the next day I'll call her up and be like, hey, sounds crazy, but I, I'm pretty sure I like, astral projected to your place yesterday uh were you like using a flashlight to look for candy at like 2 a.m and she was like what the fuck like yeah how did you know that 
I was like, I swear to God, like it literally felt like I was there. Okay. Same with other stuff. Like, yeah, it was crazy. There are a lot of coincidences and visions that I saw. I'd see like freaking colors after Reiki sessions. And then, yeah, man, it was, it was crazy. I I'm actually working on a book about it. I've written like 80 pages so far, but like, it's pretty epic. I, I really need to put that book together because that story is, is pretty crazy, man. Yeah, that's the thing, man. Like, dude, like I should, it's kind of reminds me of time. I don't know why I'm talking about, about this, like where I did shrooms. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and like I did it right before a major exam because I just didn't want to study anymore. So. Why the fuck would you? Oh, like the same day or like? <laughs> the same night. Yo, you're crazy. But <laughs> did it open your synapses and like give you the answers from the universe? It did. So what happened was I started laughing. Then I started crying at the same time. Oh, so you're having kind of, an epiphany. I was, man. I was like, I was like, why doesn't anybody love me? So like, I thought about this for a second. I'm like, if I invited people to my birthday party, who would come? Oh, nobody would come. So I started crying. Then I'm like, but the people who would, who would come, I would really care about. So I started laughing. So I was kind of in this like in between, trying to figure yeah. out like what the fuck was going on. And yeah, the it kind is, of brought, yeah, yeah the mind is a. Uh, the mind is a crazy thing, man, especially when you do stuff like that because it, it literally forces you to go back in the darkest corners of your mind and like explore all those areas that normally your, your conscious just shuts out. But once you do that stuff, you're getting into the subconscious, all the thoughts below your thoughts, the, the real underlying stuff that's in your head. And I faced a lot of that stuff when, uh, when I first got sick. I was literally stripped of my ego because I went from like, the top selling, one of the top selling personal trainers in the company, I was making like six, seven G's a month. And I just had just bought the 370 Z. Um, I just got together with my girlfriend. I was doing some big, do, making some big moves with the clothing company. So that's like four things right there. And I was, there were some other things going on that were like exciting. And those five things like just literally all came crashing down. So I went from that guy to someone who couldn't even sit up out of bed, um, getting all these blood tests every day, every test from the doctors in and out of the hospital. So to go from that guy who's living like his best life to someone who can't even get out of bed and his grandma has to spoon feed him, it really like just strips away your ego. Everything you thought you were or thought you cared about, it's like now it's just you without all the material things or the labels or titles. And it's a real wake up call. I think you've hit on a really good point, And that was ego. Cause a lot of us yeah. get attached to the ego, you know, kind of this pre like this identity that we're associated with. Like say you're growing up being this popular kid. You're like, Hey, look, I am this popular kid. Like I'm different from everyone else. Or like, I shouldn't be going through this type of stuff or I'm associated with my job or my, my education. That's kind of like where your identity lands. But like mm-hmm. you said yourself, when you lose everything, who are you at that point? Yeah, and literally. and the good thing about you is you actually figure that out. It's like who am I without all this other stuff? Who yeah. am I? Who is Miguel Bautista? At the end of the day, who am I? And I think that's a really cool thing you you learn to figure out is to let go of those things that you call identity, yeah. and to ask yourself that question like who the fuck am I? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and it, it was crazy because I was like, okay, if I'm not an I'm not an athlete, if I'm not like a business person, or if I'm not this quote unquote successful kid. Um, if I'm not this top trainer, everything I wanted to be, then like, what the hell am I? So I'm just sitting there. I feel like literally a blank slate. I'm like, well, this is literally starting from a rock bottom because I can't even stand up out of bed. I can't even roll over in bed some of the days. So like, this is literally rock bottom. Um, 
So then I had to rebuild from there and it took, it took a lot of, a lot of willpower as well as like support from family and all of that and working with good doctors to get my body healthy again. And yeah, looking back, even though it was literally the hardest thing I've ever done in my life or ever went through, it was the best thing that happened to me. It was a blessing in disguise. So now it's like every time I, ha- I see challenges or I'm faced with stuff, I see it as um, almost just like a sign that something bigger is coming. Because if you just stick through it and not give up and turn around and walk away from the challenge, then yeah, you're going to lose. But if you keep going and get to the other side of that challenge, then there's a treasure waiting on the other side that is 10 times better than than the the struggle it took to get there. And I learned that in the most extreme way possible. So that's something that like keeps me, um, what do you call it? Keeps me grounded day to day and helps me focus on the day to day moments. Yeah, man, there's a saying it's so where slow growth built character and fast growth built ego. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, I think at the end of the day, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Like you want to get there, but you want to get there slowly. Yeah. And I think a lot of us are so entrenched in this overnight success story. Like you, you yeah. hear certain, you know, companies called unicorns kind of go in and make, and they're valued a billion dollars in within a GameStop, year. GameStop, baby, GameStop. Oh, fucking GameStop, man. <laughs> Yo, fucking red, you fucking man. To the, moon. To to the, the fucking moon. moon. Dude, man, are you have you have shit in GameStop, man? No, I don't. Unfortunately, <laughs> I put some in AMC today, though. Oh yeah. Uh, but no, man. Uh, Craig has advised me to put stuff in index funds like uh, QQQ, like tech ETFs or Ark with that Arc. Kathy Wood, Kathy Woods lady. She's a beast. She's got a crystal ball. Um, but yeah, man, GME and BlackBerry and Nokia and crazy what's going on man i know yeah, I'm, I'm in those all those discord chats and reddits but i'm i just never died I didn't pull the trigger on those tiny ones i was like this is literally playing with fire it's a game of musical chairs because like you don't know when people are going to sell and when mass amount of people sell and that's when you kind of that's when the stock devalues so yeah. he's actually really right like because i do the same thing zsp you know arc the the etf index funds because at least they're more stable that way like mm-hmm. I've learned not to kind of invest in like, you know, individual ones. Cause I just don't, I just don't know. Right. Like I'm yeah. not going to yeah. on average beat the market. The only time I'll invest in a smaller stock, like a small cap one or like a SPAC is if, if I get approval from Craig, <laughs> like literally I'll be like, I'll see all these stocks on TikTok. Literally TikTok yeah. is a great place to find stocks. I'm like, Craig, are you in the stock? What do you think about this? He's like, yeah, I, I put a little bit in there. I'm like, Okay, done. I, I, with full confidence, I'm like, okay, that's only going up. <laughs> Craig says it's going up, so it's going up. Dude, I have a couple of Bitcoin guys um, that, that I do the same thing. I'm like, hey, man, should I put this in, the, in like this amount to, into this type of coin? They're like, yeah. I'm like, okay. Are, are you in cryptocurrencies? I am now, yes. What do you, what do you trade on? Coinbase? No, so I trade on something. Oh, let, me, let me pull it up. Because I've been I, trying to get into that game. Oh, but like, shake pay. Shake pay? Huh, yes. I've never heard of that. Yeah, it's one of, those, it's one of the smaller ones that, uh, that my buddy uses, man. I, I still don't fully understand cryptos, like the different coins and stuff, other than them being like stocks that go up and down. And also that there's like a ledger. So like you can't cheat the system. Yeah. Or like even how to store it. I I feel like it's kind of complicated, but are you in Dogecoin? That's the question. Pardon? Are you in Dogecoin? No. What the fuck? Doge? No. Oh, you haven't heard of that? No, oh, man. Dude, what is it? Elon Musk. He didn't even, oh, well, he tweeted about it. The stock went up like 800%. 
And there, pe- people are, Redditors are trying to get it to the moon, to $1. Um, they just want to stick it to all these like hedge fund guys. Dude, it's hilarious. Fuck these hedge fund guys, man. I mean, yeah, like, man. yeah, I, I think this is good, man. At the end of the day, man. I think it is good. Yeah. People are banding together yeah. and they're like, Hold the line, boys. Don't sell. <laughs> no, Keep right? buying more, boys. Hold the line. Yeah, because like that, that, yeah, that fucking increases the value of the stock. So these fuckers have to pay more to buy it back because yeah. they borrowed. They short these guys short sold it more than the stock is worth. Like, how does that make any sense? That's, that's like fucking robbery right there. It is, man. It's predatory. But you know what, man? Like, that type of stuff, man, I can't get into because it's, it's a game of musical chairs. It's too much risk for me to, to kind of have. It is lots of risk. Like, and, and like, yeah. Some people can do it, but I, I tend to put most of my stuff into like the ARC, the QQQ, yeah. the big juicy ETFs, especially in the tech space. Because mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I, I like checking stock. I hold like probably 10 stocks, but I, I feel like it's not good to check it every day looking for it to go up and up and up. And then like when you see it go down, you get a little bit sad. But so I like those a majority of my stuff is in those ETFs and I know for a while, like I'm pretty sure the tech sector is not just going to always like crash. Yeah. And if it does, it's going to rebound because it's freaking tech. So I know, man. I mean, it's funny how they don't teach a lot of this stuff in school though. That's, that's always the one thing that kind of is a kicker for me is like, I learned all this stuff from my brother and on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Especially YouTube. Dude, I learned like most of the stock stuff, Learn from TikTok, believe it or not. <laughs> I know, dude. You, are you on TikTok by any chance? Like, is your company on TikTok? Yeah, uh, Miguel Bautista Media. Um, but I need to post more on there, man. Yeah. I really need to step my TikTok game up because TikTok has the highest potential of going viral. TikTok, yeah. Like, insanely high. It's actually scary. Dude, have you, have you, do you heard of this app called Thriller by any chance? Yeah. Or yeah, is it you, tr- Triller? Triller or Thriller? Something like that. It's red, right? That, yeah. That's, the ones who sponsored the Mike Tyson fight? It is, man. Yeah. 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 That's basically the other TikTok. I think I, it's their competitor. Is it US based? I think it's yes. a US based competitor, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. And it's, it's so nuts, man. Like, have you, are you, are you in, like in lieu with like all the kind of the YouTuber fighting scene by any chance? Oh, um, like what? Like Logan Paul's going to fight the great one, the, the, basically oh, the greatest boxer of all time, Mayweather. Yeah, Floyd Mayweather. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I like, I like to keep up with all that stuff. It's just, I just find it really interesting. Someone who I do want to see get knocked the fuck out is Jake Paul. Um, but I think he's, he's playing it smart because he's pissing a lot of people off, but he knows people are going to be buying tickets just to see him get knocked the fuck out. Yeah. He's actually so. fighting a guy, um, Ben, ben Asker. And yeah. And he's actually not a very good striker. Like he's, he's a, no. he's a really good wrestler, but I mean, just fuck. I want to see him fight, man. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. That's in know. April, right? I think yeah. April. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I think Logan's got pushed back. Yeah, but yeah, it's. What do you think of that McGregor fight, <laughs> dude? I mean, I honestly, I like Dustin came in with a really good game plan. You know, attack the legs, hit him. He looked sharp, man. Yeah, he, he got sharp. him to the ground, and he was able to at least drain the stamina out of McGregor. Because McGregor isn't a long-standing fighter. He he's no. very good. Maybe round one knockouts. He's a very good guy. At that so drain him of the stamina, kick him in the legs, get rid of that power and the ability to twerk. Mm-hmm. From there, well, he's lost like what three of his last four fights, McGregor. I think in the last four four years, he's won one fight. Yeah, yeah, I know it's it's not good. Mm-hmm. It's definitely not good. Like for someone who was on top of the world at one point, basically, I think 
yeah, his his ego just got so big, then he just became a different person. He just doesn't seem as hungry as before, you know? He doesn't have that killer instinct like before. Dude, it kind of goes back to the story that, you know, they're talking about, about ego, right? Like, at one point, you hit rock bottom, and then the only thing you can do is just realize who you are, then build yourself back up. Yeah, he was like, at one point, he was like greatness. Everyone aspired to be him. Yeah. And then, you know, someone's career goes off the rails when they... When you when they punch an old guy in the face at a bar, <laughs> you know what Fuck, I mean? Yeah, it's so crazy, man. Like how it's either you live or, like live long enough to, to become a villain, or you just die a hero. Yeah, very early on. it's it's very rarely case it's neither of those options. But man, it's it's always like yeah. that, man. Like when you get too big, your like your your ass gets too big and your head gets too big, and you just kind of yeah. forget yeah. who you are. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Do you watch uh, NBA at all? I do. Yes. Lamelo Ball. Lamelo. Yo, why are the Hornets not playing, my man? I Lamello. fuck, man, dude. He's actually pisses me bad. off. Yeah, dude. The fucking me off. the Harden trade, dude, to the Nets. Yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah, apparently, man. Like, apparently, a lot of people don't have a lot of confidence in that still because apparently they all can't play with each other. From what oh, I hear. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to see Lonzo and Melo play together. Yeah, Lonzo. And then somehow draft Jello on the team. <laughs> that that's crazy. Dude, can't you believe that fucking crazy bat? times? Man. Did you ever buy one of those shoes that are basketball shoes or ZO2s oh, or fuck whatever? No, hell no, <laughs> hell no. No, it's like yeah, it's like I'm not a big five. baller, man. Big baller, bro. I'm not a big baller, dude. Yeah, that's fucking sick, man. Like, I just want to know in terms of your scheduling, though, because you seem like you work ten hours a day. Like, how I do literally you, do. How do you balance that with like you know your obviously your girlfriend and family and all those other things? Because I feel like. Just working ten hours a day is good, but if you don't have, say, something like your health, wealth, you know, kind of the love of your family, I feel like that's not worth it in a lot yeah. of times. It's been tough. Like, yeah. uh, it was very tough, especially at first, because there is no structure. You're trying to find deals. You're driving to meetings all over the city to meet with people, and like, you could, I could drive from like Richmond to Coquitlam, meet with someone for coffee about some videos, and then they're like, "Yeah, that's too expensive." Then I go home like, what the hell did I just drive over here for? That's why I learned to qualify them before actually coming out and see if they're actually like, they're a potential customer, if they can actually afford it. But yeah, it took, I think structure is absolutely key. So pretty much I live in a house now with a bunch of guys, the marketing companies, and uh, that helps keep my days structured. For example, I I know I can't sleep in because no matter what time I sleep, um, for example, last week, super busy. We were filming a commercial for a new client. And then there were so many projects that we literally worked from like 9 a.m. to like 3 a.m. the next day, the next morning. And then yeah. we had to get up at 7 a.m. and go to film at Cyprus. And we went another day. So it's, it's, that's rare. But um, yeah, scheduling, you just, I literally have to put it in my calendar or else it, I'm going to forget about it. Like even um, hanging out with a friend or going yeah. to even a phone call with a friend, like I have to schedule that in my calendar. Also, I'm gonna forget because literally every day I have like 20 things on on my to do list because I do a lot of work with this marketing company that um, the the guys who run the marketing company here do a ton of contracting work with them. It's probably like 40 to 50 hours a month, um, more like 60 hours a month, and then I also run Bautista Media. And then right now we're transitioning Bautista Media to Vibe Media. And uh, there's just a bunch of stuff. 
including trying to balance that with family, seeing family at least once a week and then balancing with my girlfriend. So it's like, it has to be very structured and in my calendar or else it's not going to happen. And then I still, we all work out three times a week here. So for example, we'll start from like 9.30 a.m. or to like five. Then we'll go to the gym from like six to seven. Mm-hmm. Then from like eight to 12, I'll do a bit more work. And then I'll go on fucking TikTok from like 12 to 2 a.m., oh, which fuck. is retarded, man. It, it's, dude, that is, will be the death of me, TikTok. Unless TikTok. I, if I leave or if I enter my phone, in, if I enter my room with my phone, anytime after 10 p.m., it's game over. Yeah, I'm going to be up till two or three. It's fucking game over. So I need to be better at leaving my phone at my desk. Dude, 100%. Man. Like, I've actually come to the point where I actually don't touch my phones on Sundays because I've learned to kind of just... Oh, whoa. That's yeah. crazy. No, because I used to be so addicted to my phone, man. Like, funny enough, when I started this podcast, I I cut off YouTube because I would spend fucking hours oh, yeah, watching YouTube until... How did you do that? Oh, I had an app that not allowed me to access YouTube. So I had an app that allowed restricted access to another app which restricted access to youtube but so, can you bypass it can you be like ignore i did yeah which is why i had to get another app to restrict that app <laughs> <laughs> so i had two apps to kind of go through to get to youtube it also restricts um shazam because you can access youtube through shazam so i had to restrict mm. that and uh, yeah I, ha- I had no i i really i feel like i had no choice because i would always get distracted because mm-hmm. it either be you know from work and then i have to go to boxing then from boxing i have to focus on this so at the little time I had, I had to like maximize that time, which meant for the short while I had to, I couldn't, I couldn't do YouTube. I couldn't watch YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. Like YouTube, that's like my little getaway for me. I've learned that like, I can't deprive myself of everything. Like I'll work like crazy 10, 12 hours a day, but it doesn't, it doesn't completely feel like work, but I, I need to like myself that treat where i'm in my own zone enjoying myself where I, I literally lose myself into youtube i'll go watch like falcon 9 launching i'll watch like that till 3 a.m or something or you know cool cool machines ingenious machines oh. working or like those guys building those huts in the in the forest with sticks you know <laughs> till like 4 a.m um but yeah it's, it's finding that balance not being like too hard on myself and not like I used to put way too much pressure on myself, but then I just kept digging deeper. Like, okay, why am I putting pressure on myself? Why do I want to be the best? Why do I want to be the top trainer? Oh, cause uh, so I can make a lot of money. Why do you want to make a lot of money? Oh, so I could buy nice things. Why do you want to buy nice things? Oh, so I could, you know, feel successful or feel like I'm, I'm like good enough or whatever. It's like, Oh, why do you, why do you not feel like you're good enough? Like, Oh shit okay, let's, let's not put pressure on myself. So I just got peeled the onion layers. And then you realize like why? then you start to ask yourself, why are you really doing what you're doing? Why are a lot of people really in business? I know a lot of people, they were only in business because they wanted to, to be sick. They wanted to like feel cool. And that was the cool thing. But they were, didn't really want to be in business. They say they want to, but they didn't really. <sighs> I think, yeah. I think I think you hit the nail on the head. Where it's just clout chasing at that point, right? Yeah, the clout chasing, man. It's yeah. like, it's like, yeah, man. I I don't want to say too much, so because so I don't call people out, but like, like you know what I mean, right? Like, they start a small brand, and and next thing you know, they're like CEO of something, oh, right? Fucking, I, I oh man, I, 
I used to, I used to be that. I I used to like want to be that type of guy until I got older, and then I'm like, this is fucking douchey. <laughs> like, yeah, or like you you like bake cookies and sell them on Facebook Marketplace, and all of a sudden you're like the CEO of a cookie company. <laughs> it's like shut the fuck up, <laughs> bruh, bruh. Bake cookies, okay? Yeah. Like focus on the cookies. I go Bautista, oh, CEO of Bautista Media, soon to be by. Yeah. I feel like it's like cringy. I just say like, yeah, I, I run Bautista Media. I have, I'm like, what do you call it? I just say I'm the founder of Bautista Media. Do you still send emails by any chance to clients, potential clients? Uh, no, I don't cold call with emails. Uh, okay. Because okay. Yeah, I was going to so, for your email is that you just be Miguel Bautista, CEO, CFO, CMO, just all the C's and just, just control thing. them. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you don't uh, send emails. No, I, I use emails to communicate with clients. I also use WhatsApp, but Dude, guess where 99% of my business has come from? Twitter. Well, I mean, you could probably get, no. To Instagram? Yes. Yeah, IG. Yeah. yeah. Like, it was crazy because before my account got shut down, I have a new account now. So it got shut down in like November, started a new one in January. But I was getting like eight to 10 good hot leads a month, getting like ready to buy money in hand. Like, Hey, we want this video and this video and this video. Hey, we want this video. And it's like, I would just be like taking orders, mm-hmm. but that's because I branded myself online. And that's what most people, most creatives don't do. It's like, they're really good at creating videos, but not good at marketing themselves. And usually you know, with businesses, they don't care how fancy video looks most of the time. Uh, sometimes they do, but they care about how you can help them. And okay. if you approach it from that perspective, like, me, a lot of my mark, my videos are like, oh, this is why video is good for your business. This is what you can do with a video to help, like, help with the qualifying process or to speed up the mm-hmm. sales process. And then business owners, they cater to that. They like that language, and because I'm like speaking their language versus like, oh, this sick slow motion shot. Check this out, this and that. So, because I think that makes you genuine, though. Yeah. 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 That makes you that makes you like just a genuine person because a lot of times I don't want to deal with fake people, man. Yeah, man. I ain't got time for that shit. Yeah. All good, dude? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Awesome, yeah. Yeah, I just don't have time for that shit, man. Just, you know, trying to look good. For me, I just post whatever the fuck I want because I don't want to be, you know, that fake person that's, you know, I just want to be that fake person, right? I think that, you want to be that, that fake Instagram person. Yeah. Well, we all know some... Some people, some fake. I actually can't think of one right now, but I know a lot of people like their life. They, I've met people with huge followings, like two hundred, three hundred k followers. In person, they're completely different. Oh, are they? Yeah. Online, yeah. And I meet them. Like, I met this girl. She had like over a million followers on Instagram, and she was at the house for like three days or two days, and like just talking to her. I was like, "What the fuck? You're like a totally different person." And then that that. In my mind, I'm like, holy shit, I wonder how many other people are out there like that if this person was completely different from what, what they were like online. Yeah. Cool. There's some, some phony-ass knockoff shit, man. Come on, Some phony-ass shit, man. Play me like that, boy. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, fuck out here, boy. Quit playing with me. <laughs> Fucking classic, Miguel. <laughs> hey, man, fuck out here, boy. Go playing with me, bro. Bro. Play that shit, bro. Yeah, you know man. Yeah, I'm kind of the same way. I don't really do emails now. I just kind of hit people up on Instagram. Man. Yeah, dude, Instagram is the way to go. And send, yeah. sending video messages on Instagram, it's like so freaking powerful. Yeah. If you're going to cold call people, don't just send a message. Send them 
literally a selfie video mm-hmm. and then put a little bit of text. Yeah. Then they're going to be like, holy shit, this guy took the extra step. And what you could do is if, you, if you're trying to, for example, for you, if you're trying to get people on your podcast, record yourself mm-hmm. saying like, hey, I just came across your profile. Um, I'm doing this podcast. I, I would love to have you on. We, we talk about this and that and this and that. Yeah. Just message me back if it's something you're interested in. Love your content. And then you don't actually mention any names in that, but it seems like it's personalized. So that same video, you can actually blast it out to a bunch of people. And it seems like it's personalized, but technically it's not. It's fucking smart, man. Yeah, man. So you're like literally, so you don't have to record the same video like a hundred times. You have that one video that you send out to people. And then in text, you could just be like, hey, Bob, <laughs> yes. check out this, check out the video. And then, yeah. So I use that a little bit when trying to prospect for clients. Like I created a video specifically for the construction niche, mm-hmm. the realtor niche, mortgage niche, and the beauty niche, like okay. beauty clinics. And I would send specific videos out to DMs of those those people. That's fucking cool shit, man. Yeah, because I think the new way of selling this is to create content and then to let people mm. come to you. Yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. Like the whole point of content is to to have people come to you for business because people nowadays people won't really engage with you unless they're like ready to do something they won't just be like i mean sometimes they'll be like hey you've been watching stuff really cool in the future i'll do stuff but normally they'll just watch from a distance like i had people who would reach out to me and like say hey we want to film this whole building in downtown of this whole uh what do you call it? This charity thing. And they have like a massive building downtown, like a big company. And they're like, we've been watching you for a year. When I asked them, I'm like, how'd you find me? Like, we've been watching you and your stories for a year. We loved your content. I was like, damn. So imagine all the other people who are watching you, but aren't saying anything. So yeah, you don't realize how many people are actually paying attention to you um, versus like what's actually happening out there. So it's pretty cool. That's a that's a good that's a good thing that I think I'll, even myself kind of tend we tend to lose it's how many people are we actually attracting and you're right a lot of us just tend to watch from the sidelines and just watch you grow yeah maybe yeah. one day it just hit you up like me I I know there's a lot of people I follow on Instagram I all I do is watch your stories see all the content but I never like anything I never comment but I I know them hundred I feel like I know them but they probably don't even know I exist yeah so I'm like it is kind of creepy but. Like you, you wonder how many people are like that with your content or you who are following you and, but not actually saying anything. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's how I kind of got some of my sponsorships is people reaching out to through me via Instagram, man. Mm-hmm. So it's like, Hey bro, I like your content. I like how you just talk about shit. Why don't we meet up and do a sponsorship deal? So yeah, that's sick. What kind of sponsorships did you get? So yeah. So the, the, I'm actually working with something called gift society, which is basically a charity now. Uh, they actually lost, launched in uh, Ethiopia. So basically I'm doing video promotion, podcast promotion with the founders there talking about how they're giving out water and certain things like that. And then we're also going to probably be doing some sort of charity shows later on. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm a vehicle for their advertisement, which is pretty cool. I like that. Yeah. That's the thing now, like brands, they're looking for how can they get attention on their product and now it's no longer hiring an actor for a commercial. It's like, if this kid has a million subscribers on YouTube, yeah. we get our product in that kid's hands or this TikToker's hands. Or like, I don't know, some guy doing like dumb shit. Like some guy, if some guy paints with, by throwing eggs on the wall or something, 
Yeah. Well, then a clothing company would sponsor him to wear their clothes, even though it has nothing to do with what he's doing in this video. But it's it's crazy how how the whole social media world is kind of the whole direction it's gone. But it's really interesting too because that means that anybody can blow up now, and there's yeah. no like you don't have to be born to a rich family or have the right connections. You just you create viral content. One day you could be an average Joe. The next day you could be. Yeah, average Joe, right? No pun intended. And the next day you could be fucking million subscribers getting products sent in, sent to you left, right, and center. And I think the bad side about, about that though is that everyone wants to become viral too. So Yeah. And they could do shit that would seem pretty much retarded. Like it's this fucking dumb stuff, man. Like Oh yeah. Yeah. Like uh there's Boom Gang. Also although he turned his life around, there was uh there's a daddy, tadpo- daddy tadpo- long neck, daddy long neck, <laughs> like stuff like that. Or who's the guy who gets him the nuts all the time? You, you know who I'm talking about? Yeah, <laughs> daddy long neck's friend. You heard this guy named Lars? Oh, so Scott, he was on Doctor Phil, and uh, what happened was that, like, at the at the very beginning of the coronavirus pandemic, he just went around licking toilet seats. What the fuck? Yeah, and like I think at one point he would like drink milk from like the store. Yes. Oh, yo, yo, I've seen that guy. And he puts yeah. it back, right? Yeah. This, and like Gatorade and shit like that. Yeah, that, fuck that guy. Yeah, exactly, man. I think that's kind of like the downside is that anyone yeah, can people get... Like, yeah, it's like clout chasing to the extreme. Yes. Or like literally, people will literally die for clout. They'll put themselves in situations where they will literally die. Do you hear that story about the YouTuber that shot, her, that shot himself? No. For some, oh, apparently, apparently some weird shit. I think his girlfriend was holding the gun and I think they didn't know the gun was loaded and I think he oh, shot shit. her boyfriend. Yeah, so I've seen some videos like that though. Fuck, dude. We've seen them on YouTube. <laughs> I'll, I'll say that. Dude, uh, beep onion router, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. exactly. Cool, man. All right, man. Um, Is there anything else you want to talk about before I end it off though? Not really, man. Appreciate you having me on this podcast. Like, This is actually the... What is it? This is probably like the second podcast. No, like third podcast I've done, but the first one with like legit, a legit speaker and good quality camera. So yeah, no, I like it. I'm thinking of starting my own podcast, but I know it is a lot of work. And um, what I have trouble is, is record or capturing the, the calls like in high quality. Like, do you have a program for that? Uh, or you just literally re- record the Zoom? I record the Zoom, then use Audacity to edit. Mm, I see. that's kind of the only thing yeah i mean i use reaper sometimes like if, if it's live with two or more people then i use reaper yeah because it gives you like different audio files right and you have it to does. Sync everything it does yes yeah that's the one thing with zoom i know the software is out there but they're like pretty expensive like open reel and oh, fuck there's, yeah. there's a bunch of other stuff open reel is like 4k usd a month for like 15 hours or something <laughs> fuck that man but, I, it's like, like, fuck that fuck that. i'm not made out of money nah not yet, boy. Nah, yeah, but you know what, Miguel? Um, is there a way for people to reach you, though? Absolutely. Um, follow me at Miguel Bautista Media on Instagram, as well as TikTok, or just literally add me on Facebook. Be a friend. Don't be shy. Um, my Instagram will probably change to Miguel Vibe Media, but right now it is Miguel Bautista Media. I have all my content on there, at least most of it there's a lot more coming um but yeah would appreciate a follow from you guys and if anybody is watching this right now or listening needs videos then just reach out and be happy to help and see what we can do um yeah i just love to create content let me create that fire for y'all
Awesome. And a link will be in the show notes below. Miguel, thank you so much for coming on, man. Thanks, dude. Appreciate it. My pleasure. Alrighty. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you really gained some insight on life, give it some love. Like, comment, share, do what you can. Love you guys and see you in the next episode. <laughs>